1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. All right, folks, another FA Podcast jumping off. What's going on? It's Mario. Uh, big love to Federal Ammunition and the guys that partner with us, as well as Weatherby and uh, Roger Sporting Goods and uh, my buddy up in Saskatchewan, Tyler at Saskatchewan Goose Company. Uh, today, we have another influencer on. We've been kind of running through some guys that we're doing a bunch of stuff with, and we got Thomas on from Hoke Outdoors. And Thomas, how how long you been grinding at YouTube and social? Um, I've been doing YouTube for about four or five years now. Uh, started my senior year of high school, and I just graduated college this past year. So, yeah, about five years, I guess, and it's been a, it's been a fun journey. So now you got to get now you got to get into the real world. Yeah, I know. It's uh, a little bit daunting, but I'm looking forward to taking the next step and hopefully doing some uh, cool, interesting things that I've had my eye on for a long time. Yeah, so so if if folks aren't familiar with you, what part, like, because this is always, you know, the cool thing, like, what part of the country you're in, what do you usually chase mostly, you know, what do you focus on, you know, give everybody a, an idea so when they come to your channel, you know, they have an idea of what they're what they're finding and what they're getting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I grew up in Virginia, uh, spent college there as well. So I've been there for basically my entire life and uh, doing a lot of hunting in swamps, small rivers around there. I really got into kayak hunting about two or three years ago oh, yeah. and started doing that a lot. So I'll do a lot of kayak hunts in the swamps, mainly looking at woodies, mallards, um, some black ducks, and uh, a lot of Canada geese around there. And then I uh, have had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a run-in with Texas. I guess you could say the last couple of years. I um, worked down there two years ago, and then I also made another trip down there this past year to hunt. So that's become a favorite area of mine to hunt. I just love the variety you get down there. So I try and do a few Texas duck hunts sure. every year, and then I'm currently actually working up in Minnesota, Northwest Minnesota for the summer working at DRC call company, um, making some duck and goose calls. So I'm planning on spending some of the fall up here and hopefully kind of experience the upper Midwest part of uh, waterfowl hunting. And then what, what were you doing in Texas? Was it, was it like waterfowl related? Was it hunting related or was it something different when you were working down there? Yeah. So it was, it was waterfowl related. I was actually um, working for Stanfield hunting outfitters and I was working as a cameraman for them. So I spent about two months down there doing that during my winter break for college oh cool so this is so this is what you so you put your big boy pants on and this is what you want to do so you know there you go you know yeah yep i've i've thought about taking youtube full-time i'm think i'm gonna try it this fall although gas prices probably mean i'll have to do some working on the side but I've, i've really enjoyed working up here in minnesota i actually did it last summer as well so this is my second summer up here and I just really enjoy making handcrafted calls, and uh, we do a lot of cool different stuff up here, make a variety of different calls, so it's a lot of fun. Well, you know, I mean, if anybody if anybody has ever, 
you know, thought about getting into, you know, just the hunting industry in general, you know, everybody, you know, listen, I've been in it a long time and guys always think like, oh, it's, you just get to go hunting every day and like, you don't do anything else. Like, <laughs> yep. and you know, the, the, the thing about it is, you know, listen, it's just like any other job or industry in this sense. Like if you don't work hard and you don't grind and you don't push every day to the limit and, and everything like that, you're not going far. Like, that's just it. Like if you just think you can, you know, I, I'm a good hunter and that's like, that's not going to do it because if you don't, yep. if you don't have a work ethic and you don't dig in and you don't add value to a hunting company or a fishing company, no matter what it is in the outdoor industry, if you don't add value and, and help their business, because it is a business like that's, that is a fact, like you need to make money to survive in a business world. So if you're not, mm -hmm. If you're not helping that situation and, you know, lending a hand and providing some kind of service and some kind of help, like it's not going to be, you're not going to be in it long. So, you know, hopefully, you know, the young folks coming up through now understand like it's not just about hunting and that's it. Like there is a lot that goes into it. Now, if you're a guide or an outfitter, uh, you would think you would hunt and it was it's even worse there because there is so much to do off line once you're done hunting like it is bananas uh absolutely so if you want no sleep and grind every day and possibly not fire a shot you know guiding is it if you love taking people and you just love waterfowl or or hunting in general it's and, you know, you just like taking people and seeing the smile like that's it. So, you know, you definitely yep. have to do some research and, and look into what you're getting into. Because, like I said, the whole myth of like, oh, man, you just get to go hunting and you don't you don't do anything the rest of the day. Like, yeah, that's not how it is. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, we hunt an awful lot, but there's an awful lot of work that goes in in the offseason and everything else to make sure that we have our fall to chase and our spring depending on depending on what you're doing so um mm -hmm. yeah so what uh so you're working up there in minnesota when are you done there or how long are you staying so i'm gonna be up here until right at the end of august i'm um, hoping to get over to north dakota a couple times for some early goose hunting oh yeah mix that in somewhere in the work schedule and then i'm planning on going back to virginia for september i just really love the september time of year around there opening day of dove season it's kind of a big tradition in virginia so it's always right. one of my favorite days of the year and then i'm actually planning on turning around and coming straight back up here for october november until i guess things kind of freeze up up here sure. um and just try and do you know make some calls and and do chase some and, and figure out how i can balance between the two of them that's right that's right and chase some birds in the meantime and try to get some videos up and you know, yep. get everything else up. So, um, definitely one of the, um, definitely one of the hunts that stood out for me on your channel was the, um, the North Carolina coast swamp hunt. I, I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen. And that was the one where you teamed up with those couple kids who were there or mm -hmm. you guys were hunting the same area. The, 
that probably I don't I don't think I've ever seen a place like that. Like if I like if I pulled into a place like that, like if you drop me off, I would first say I'm not getting in the water because <laughs> it looks like it's alligator infested. That's number one and snake infested. And those two things for me are a no go. Now, will I sit in the boat in that thing? 100%. Will I send the dog? No way. So that's what it looked like to me. But then, you know, you go, oh, it's North Carolina and this and that. So, bro, I don't know if they have alligators in North Carolina. But if they did, that would be a spot where they would be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we are a little far north there for alligators. I don't think you – I think it still gets a little bit too cold up there for them. Oh, my uh, God. Late no- or early November, though, that time – time of year definitely could have still run into some snakes they they have water moccasins down there so uh that was definitely a little bit in the back of our minds but yeah that was a completely unique spot to anything i'd ever seen before i think that the way it got created actually is uh, a lot of that stuff around there is just old cypress swamplands sure Sure. and they actually had gone in there and logged that cypress and because cypress takes such a long time to grow um, that those, those small trees in there were all like 20 year old cypress trees. Right. So it came, gave it kind of a timber esque feel while also being very swampy, but also you could see a long ways in there. So it was like nothing I'd ever hunted before and, uh, just had a bunch of natural food and a bunch of birds. Oh, there was a ton of birds coming in there. They were just, they were just bombing in there like nobody's business and it was tight shooting. I mean, that was, you know, that's like, well, what choke do you use on that deal? Well, here's boys like, unscrew your chokes and shoot the threads because they are literally right in front of you. I mean, that's what I would have, that's what I would have told everybody like, Oh, what choke are you shooting? Like, bro, I'm shooting the threads. There is nothing in the gun because we're shooting them at like 12 yards. So, yeah. and if you can't kill think, them right here, like you got problems. Yep. I think you could have, I think you could have uh, pulled that one off. We were joking after the hunt that we should have just brought long handled fishing net oh, God. and just try then net as many teal as possible. Cause those, the teal were the ones that were coming in oh, they really were tight, but yeah, that was one of those hunts. I typically like have all my choke tubes in my blind bag. <laughs> and of course I had taken them out a couple <laughs> weeks prior and all I had was light modified uh, and I've never felt like birds were too tight for light modified. And but then some yeah. of those birds were a little bit too tight for light modified. Yeah. I mean that, that could have been like, that could have been like a 410 shoot. That could have been like a, that could have been a 410 handgun shoot in there. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. how, that's how tight everything was. So it was cool. And so, so that one sticks out to me. Um, is there, is there something on the channel, um, that's your favorite, let's say, or, or, or one maybe that you're like, Oh, this is my favorite. I'm proud of it just because of the way it turned out or whatever, because we, we all have, we all have something like that because obviously everybody just sees, you know, the finished, you know, the finished work, but you know, you know, some sometimes we show like the you know oh the trailer got a flat or we had a hump through mud or we had to go 300 yards here and then you know whatever like there's always challenges and 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 sometimes we show it sometimes we don't depending on the show so so it just depends so is there something that sticks in your mind on your channel I'd say it was probably um the first couple of videos of the season last year which was um North Dakota early season and the reason that, that that whole trip just felt very rewarding because 
you know, they had a big drought out there last yep. year. Yep. Um, a lot of the people I talked to had had really bad luck out there in the past. Basically, I just got told multiple times that we were going to get our teeth kicked in out there right. trying to chase those early season birds. And uh, I wish I had been able – I wish I had shown more behind the scenes for that hunt because there was a lot – just a lot of work that went into it. Oh, yeah. Um, a, a ton of work, actually. And we were able to get on a feed on opening day, have a really – um, really action-packed, fun hunt, and it was just me and one of my one buddy, um, Mikey. So I really enjoy those, you know, small field goose hunts. It seems like every other time I've goose hunted in a field, it's like five, six, seven, ten guys. So yeah. just to have two of us in a field with a bunch of birds, uh, especially in a challenging situation, was a, was really fun. And then the rest of the trip worked out too. So it was, it was just a fun couple of days up there. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, it depends on the. I mean, everything's changing with the weather, the areas, the agriculture. Uh, you know, we we just we just had probably. Well, I shouldn't say probably. We had the wettest spring we've ever had. So crops are going in late here. Mm-hmm. It's it's a struggle here. There's there's struggles in Canada where they were wet late, and now it's the heat's turned on, and it's like we've gone from. You know, in a few places, we've gone from like a monsoon and, you know, inches of rain per day to 100 degree weather. Uh, so it's it, it, the weather is just getting crazier and crazier every year. And that makes it harder to, you know, work on your property for birds if you have a property and planting and everything else. And just in general, finding them and, and everything else like that, because things are it's not like every year is it, I don't want to say the same, but you know, you could get your patterns and, and, and figure it out, but it just seems like lately the past few years, like everything is just like throw it out the window and we're starting fresh. Yep. Yeah. I completely agree with that. I mean, up in just up here in Minnesota last summer was so, so dry. And then, I mean, literally just driving up through Minnesota to get up here um, to Corey's place, the guy I work for this summer, I was like, it was so much wetter. I was yeah. just my jaw. My jaw was on the floor. Of my truck just about looking at all the water, and it's been super wet but super hot summer at the same time. Just really weird weather for sure. Yeah. So so tell me about you know like listen Virginia's not like on the on the hot spot in the top ten for like waterfowl hunting or whatever. So give everybody a look into Virginia since you I mean you've been there you grew up there you started hunting there. I grew up. Mm-hmm. In, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I'm I'm where, very versed in Pennsylvania. Ohio is very similar, uh, and then you start coming south, like you hit Maryland, and then you go below that, and things change, you know, drastically when you start heading that way. So, you know, what's the, you know, what is what is Virginia like for anybody who's never been there? It's it's definitely an interesting state. I'd say we're. Um, probably a little bit lacking on public lands in terms of some of the other states around us, Maryland, North Carolina seem to have more public land. Sure. Um, we have a quota hunt system. So some of our best public lands are, are draw kind of like you would see in the Missouri system. Sure. And, um, the, the real kicker for us is that our public water east of I-95, which is the Eastern half of our state, all that public water is um, dictated by the blind law system. So we have, thousands of miles of rivers for sure hundreds of miles i'm pretty sure thousands of miles of rivers that fall inside that blind law system and basically people can license blinds and 
uh, they renew year out, you're able to renew them year after year. So the same people can keep the same blind location without competition year after year after year. Oh my God. And, uh, you, you can't hunt within 500 yards of any of those licensed blinds. So, you know, people see, you look at a map, you see Virginia, oh, all these rivers, all this marsh looks like it would be a waterfowl paradise, right. uh, especially for freelance hunting. And you get out there and you have to be very selective of the spots you hunt and you have to do a lot of research, a lot of scouting. So oh my God. Um, I've spent most of most of my time. That's why I kind of got into the swamp hunting, doing a lot of kayak stuff is, sure. you know, I was able to get into areas where there weren't blinds. Um, get back into creeks and stuff like that past where people even think to put a blind. So it's a, uh, it's interesting. I really like the diversity though. That's my, one of my favorite things about the state. You know, we have the Chesapeake Bay on the East side. Sure, sure. You have a lot of good sea duck hunting over there, some diver hunting, um, have pretty good puddle duck hunting throughout a lot of the state. And then you go over to the Western part of the state and you have the Blue Ridge mountains and get a lot of geese over there. So right. you can really travel across the state and, a lot of different hunting and a lot of different scenery do you think it's do you think it's more of a of a goose state or a duck state what i mean i know listen i know it's a deer state right but Mm -hmm. because like you know i know a ton of people deer hunt there and that is a huge deal but what what is i mean what do you think is more popular the the duck hunting or the goose hunting in the state I'd say duck hunting is probably more popular. I'm pretty sure if you look at the uh, the harvest report numbers that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife sure. put out, we have a few thousand more duck hunters than goose hunters every year. But um, I would say we're probably a, a better goose state. The only kicker with that is um, the eastern half of our state falls into the AP goose zone, which is currently a one-bird limit with a 30-day season. Oh my God. So you have a ton of geese on that side of the state. But not not a ton of people hunt for them anymore. We were two bird, forty five day season when I was growing up, and there was definitely a lot more hunting going on, even with just a two bird limit of forty five day season. So most of the goose hunting I do, I try to do in September. We have we have a ten bird limit in September for the residents, sure. and then you go and go into the western part of the state, and you're looking at three and five bird limits. Although the geese seem to be in more in pockets out there, you'll still right. find plenty of geese in areas, but it's, they don't seem like they're as widespread as on the eastern side of the state. So um, a lot of opportunity for geese, but that uh, the, the AP zone is definitely, I think, uh, stopping or just deterring people from getting out, you know, set up all those decoys to shoot, shoot one, one bird. bird. Oh, my God, yeah. And, I, and I'm, sure, I'm sure the guys, like you said, that are on the river systems and are in those blinds are probably just shooting their couple geese, you know, per blind, you know, just out of – you know, regular duck shooting and then some geese come over and they get the peel one or two out. Uh, Absolutely. Right. Because those are probably predominantly, you know, duck blinds and, you know, just an occasional goose shoot here and there. Uh, mm-hmm. But man, I, I remember when it was, I remember when it was two in Pennsylvania and we were like, Oh my God, we're going to set, we're going to set all this up. And then you would set everything up and literally it would be, all right, first group, and it was usually just me and my brother and another guy. It was like, okay, first group, who wants to shoot? Uh, you know, one guy shoots, shoots one bird, or two mm-hmm. guys shoot, shoot, two, you know, one apiece. And it was like, it'd be done in no time. And it'd be like, man, we did all this work and we're done. And I get it. You got to manage the numbers and do all that. But yeah, it kind of takes the steam out of you, you know, to go and set up a whole hunt and do all that for one bird apiece, man. That's, 
that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, most of the goose hunting I do is like you said. It's, um, I call it just coincidental. Like if sure. I, I'll be on a duck hunt and <laughs> right. if a goose comes by. Typically, I like to throw out a, a few goose decoys for ducks anyway, just sure. for visibility. Sure. So you know, if my if my one goose comes in, I'll take him. But There's I no doubt. I, I just I'm not going to go set up in a field and do all that all that work for for one bird. It's just just doesn't make sense these days. Yeah, that's a that's a tough. That's a tough deal. We're talking to Thomas Hoke from Hoke Outdoors on uh, uh, his YouTube channel, and you could check him. I- I'm assuming you have everything. You have Facebook and uh, as well as Instagram, so they could check you there. Is it all under uh, Hoke Outdoors, or what's it under? Yeah, yeah it's all under Hoke Outdoors now. Okay, that's perfect. They could go check it out there. So, so you're going to start up in the Midwest. You're going to start in Minnesota. You might do some... Um, some Dakota stuff. Are you going to work your way back down or are you just going to go straight back to Virginia once you get done up there? Like, are you going to chase them? Yeah, I think I'm going to go straight back to Virginia. The original plan, um, I was kind of planning, you know, figuring out what I was going to do after duck season finished up last year. I knew I was going to graduate. Um, and I was, I was looking at like 350 gas and I was thinking I could do (laughs) quite a bit of traveling and, you know, gas is coming back down now, but uh, still, it's it's a little high for me to do the traveling that I was hoping to do. I, I really wanted to get out to the West Coast because I got to hunt Idaho last year and really enjoyed that. So I was hoping to take a road trip out there and then maybe just kind of chase the migration down the Central Flyway. But sure. right as of right now, I'm thinking it'll be up here in Minnesota um, until sometime in um late October, early November, and then bounce back to Virginia just in time for the Virginia duck season to open up and then probably stay there for a while, maybe take a trip out to Texas. I'd, yeah. uh, I've also really always wanted to hunt Florida, so um, hopefully avoid the gators down there. Oh, but, man. Uh, well, and that's, yeah, a, I'd like to, that's a like totally to a trip down there. Yeah, that I mean, that is a totally, totally different state. I mean, yep. people wouldn't think, you know, Florida – you know, and duck hunting and me, I like to try to shoot birds in a, in a jacket or at least a hoodie, but down there, you know, you might be in a t-shirt, but they do shoot a fair amount of birds down there and different birds, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They got yeah, some they cool get a, stuff. A lot of divers down there, which I never they knew do. about until like a couple of years ago. One of the guys I worked with in Texas used to go down there and shoot divers quite a bit. Yeah, I think they shoot a ton of ringnecks. I I knew a guy that lived down there, and he he would they would go out with the mud motor and get in the tulies or get in the swamps, and just like he said, they would just absolutely hammer the ringnecks and some other divers and some other birds and whatever else they got down there. So he actually mm-hmm. enjoyed it down there. But it like I said, it's a totally different animal. There's no doubt about it. It's it's way crazy down there. Way different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, snakes and gators. I, I don't think I've ever even seen an alligator in person. So, I don't know. I'd probably bring my kayak down there and just try and stay in the kayak <laughs> as much as possible. Because I've seen a couple of videos of people stepping on them while they're duck hunting down there. And oh yeah. I, I wouldn't want to have to go back to the truck and change my underwear. No, bro. That will be, that would be a bad deal. And the snakes won't care, bro. The especially the water moccasins. They 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 just come for you. They're just. They're just pissed all the time, I think. So I'm not, I'm not doing nothing but shooting first and worry about what it is later if it's a snake. So I, that's just me. So 
I'm on I'm on the shoot first, ask questions later program on that. So I mm-hmm. do not do not care. Um, so you said when you made it out, you did hunt Idaho. Was it last year or the year before? Uh, last year, yeah. So yeah. Um, I was actually supposed to get together with Josh and um, some of the other guys, and we were supposed to go hunt in Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. Yep. And that that fell through unfortunately. So I had a plane ticket that I had already booked. And, oh yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, I had a contact down in Idaho. Um, turns turned out to be a really great guy. I met him for the first time on the first morning I hunted. Um, but Scott and really had a fun time hunting with him. So I'm hoping to get back out to his neck of the woods again sometime this year if I can figure out a way to get out there without spending an arm and a leg. Yeah. Well, Idaho is definitely a different kind of state. Very cool state. Uh, lots going on there, you know, like the, the Western States, like, you know, listen, all of us here in the West always get like a, you know, we're like the forgotten souls of waterfowl. And, and like, I think people are starting to, you know, see it and realize, you know, just the opportunities and just the different stuff we have in the West. I mean, once you cross the Dakotas and once you cross through, you know, that central flyway and you start coming this way, it's, there's a there's a, there's different stuff going on. It's it's pretty cool. I enjoy the West a lot. So, um, but yeah, it is absolutely. totally different. It is totally different yep. though. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say one of the things I that kind of draws me to the West is you know that diversity we get on the East Coast. It seems like some of the you know Washington, Oregon, California, you have that same opportunity there with having coastal systems as well Correct. as inland stuff. So that's kind of uh, something I would like to explore and check out. Yeah. And, and we, you know, it's totally different here. You know, you're going to like shooting a, I'm sure like shooting a widgeon or a pintail in Virginia is probably a bigger deal than it is shooting one here because we are just chock full of them. You know what I mean? Where, uh, mm-hmm. but, but you guys probably see, you know, we have never seen a black duck out here. So, and you guys probably see so many and you can only shoot one or whatever you guys are limited to. And then you're like, you're like us with the pintails. You're just sitting on your hands for the rest of the day watching them just bomb. So, a little different, but yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. They're same, same, same stuff. Some different stuff. So, yep. Now you're in, uh, like you were talking about Josh and everything. We're talking about Josh at Outdoor Limits. So you're in that Flyway Collective as well with Jordan and Elliot and Josh and. Titus, who's in California, and Matt, who's in Nebraska. So you're in that, you're in that sector as well with those guys, kind of sharing each other's stuff and and joining each other on hunts and doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we got together for the first time, I think, two or three years ago now, and had a bunch of fun hunting with them. And we tried to make it a regular thing every year, and uh, last year just fell through with uh, COVID and some other stuff and just travel restrictions. So. Um, I think we're kind of backing off the whole, everybody get together and and do a hunt uh, together. It's just so much planning and so much coordination that has to go into that. But we, we all still enjoy hunting together and, uh, making videos together. So I think we're definitely going to keep on trying to do that. I mean, that's cool. I mean, you know, listen, you know, a lot of you guys have been around for a long time on social, especially on YouTube, uh, and how much you guys have grown and, and, you know, it's 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 a tough deal now you know kind of picking up 
more subscribers and followers just because there's so much content out there. There's so many places to view stuff and see stuff. So you just got to work on your core audience and chip away as you can and, you know, try to get, you know, try to pick them up, you know, wherever you can. It's, it's mm-hmm. not as easy as it was when it started because I know I know I talked to Jordan about that uh, from from uh, his section and Titus when he started on uh, Mid Valley Mercenaries. So, you know, they all know everything has changed so much. So that's OK. It's growing. It's good for everything. It's good for the sport. So, yep, yeah, it definitely has changed changed a lot. I, what I always compare it to is just the fishing YouTube scene. You know, when that was really coming or growing a lot was like seven, eight years ago, right? And you saw a lot of people getting into that, and then it seemed to just kind of oversaturate. That's the word I use a lot for it. You know, just so many people making those videos that it, you know, people just well, people can only watch so much so Agreed. you know no matter how many different content creators they like to watch it's like hey i only have so much time in my day to watch videos yeah um and so i think that's sort of happening with the waterfowl youtube scene now but it's just natural and uh, you got to adapt and figure out how you can create content that people still want to watch yeah. i mean that's that's always the thing you, you know you know, it's the same thing with us. We're trying to make products that people want and people are going to use. And then we're trying to make content that people are going to relate to and enjoy and, and be a part of the FA family. So there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it is what it is. You just got to kind of, you know, strike at it and keep going. So, you know, you just do what you can to keep growing. So, um, are you looking forward to, I know we have a bunch of new stuff coming. I don't, I don't know if there's anything that you're looking forward to or anything you used last year that you, you know, enjoyed, you thought was a good product, uh, whatever. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what, I know you use the duck decoys and I don't know what else, what else you had. So, and I don't know what you're mm-hmm. looking forward to. So, cause there is a bunch, man, there's a bunch more coming. Yeah. A bunch more coming. <laughs> yeah. So I used, uh, used, Black ducks, mallards, green wings, and gadballs last year. Yeah, I really liked all of them. I had always used Avian X before, and I felt like they were just an improvement on Avian X. I've really always liked that EVA uh, material. Oh yeah, so the foam. I like that they sure. were yep. most all the decoys I was using were made out of EVA. Yep, um, all the paint held up really well. Just really solid decoys. And then this year, probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most is the wood ducks. Oh, bro. Um, so, I, yeah. yeah, I'm <laughs> excited to get my hands on those, see what they look like in person. Josh showed me some video of them, and they, and they look great. So um, I just want to get them out in the field, hopefully get them on a few hunts and uh, see what they're all about. And then uh, I really am looking forward to seeing y'all come out with divers. I think that's going to be next year, but um, I think that'll be a cool addition to y'all's lineup as well. Yeah, the Wood Ducks. So Pat Godden did the Wood Ducks. He did all the Mallards and uh, – I think, I think, well, first of all, Pat did an incredible job. And, you know, what we, what the struggle all the time with us is the carvers do such an incredible job because the, the four guys we have are all world champions. And it's like, you know, they come up with this incredible carving. And then it's like, now you gotta, now you gotta get the factory and the painters to, you know, do the carving justice. And, and that's been the hardest thing to do, but also, you know, the most rewarding because I, I think we've done 
a, well, they've done an incredible job at, you know, the best possible paint scheme they could get to make mm-hmm. it look and and coincide with the incredible carving that it's on. You know what I mean? So, like, the wood ducks, I mean, you know, the, the colors that go into a wood duck are insane, right? So, more yeah. so than than anything we have in the lineup. I mean, the only thing that's you know, somewhat close to having a lot of color would be the Spoonies from last year, which we really pressed that hard and really, I think, got that dialed in as good as we could. Um, The Wood Ducks, I'm pretty happy with how everything turned out. So I think you'll be, I think you'll be jazzed when you see them, when you get them on the water. I think the poses are cool. Uh, The hen came out nice. Like, she's real subtle and I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited for him to drop. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully when you get him, you'll be all jazzed up, and we can see a whole lineup of dead woodies sitting next to him. So I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Believe me, I'm I'm excited to get him here. We don't shoot a ton of wood ducks, but we do shoot them. Uh, it just depends on where you are. So I'm kind of excited mm-hmm. just to. I'm excited just to get them on the water and just see what they look like on the water because I think they're just going to pop and it's just going to look so good. So I'm, I'm excited about those too. There's, there's a lot coming this year. There's some, some stuff on the goose side as well coming. So there's, there's some cool stuff. We're, we're pumped for this year. We're pumped for you guys to use more stuff and, and give us feedback and, you know, show all your subscribers and everything else what we have going. So yeah, the, the team up is going pretty well. So I'm excited for this year and staying in touch with you guys and seeing what you guys are up to. That helps us out too and helps us promote you guys while we're promoting the products and you guys can show them how you guys are using them because, you know, listen, you're different than Jordan. You're different than Titus. You're different than all the guys. You're even different from, you know, where you are, you know, as opposed to even what you're chasing. So it all works mm-hmm. out for us because there's so much diversity with all you guys. Um, it's just good. It's just good for everybody. So yeah, we're pumped. We're pumped as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll hopefully be a great fall for everybody. Yeah. You know, looking like a wet year on the prairie. So hopefully some good duck numbers coming down the different flyways yep. and yeah, looking forward to hopefully a successful season. Yeah. Tell everybody where they can find everything about you, the channel and everything else. So they can go check it out, subscribe, and then, you know, follow you and, and do everything. Yeah, so it's just Hoke Outdoors. And the um, only thing I'm really using these days is um, YouTube, Instagram, yeah. and a little bit of Facebook. So sure. those three are where you can find uh, find all the content. Awesome. So check them out, folks. If you want to see some different hunting, different part of the country, you know, that, that, I mean, that's really got what got me into videos a long time ago was just seeing different places and, and just sitting there watching it and, and being like, I feel like I'm sitting there. So it, it, it always intrigues me different places in the country and, and in the world as far as hunting. So, yeah. So good. We'll, we'll yeah. stay in touch with us. Let us know what's going on. And, uh, can't wait to see pictures of the wood ducks when you uh, start smashing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, will do. And thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, Thomas, appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Keep in touch and uh, hope you have a great season. Will do. Thanks. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thomas Hoke, everybody from Hoke Outdoors, uh, part of the Flyways Collective, who's in there with Josh at Outdoor Limits and a bunch of the other guys. And 
and we're using a bunch of those guys and they're on as some influencers and doing some work with us. So it's been a pretty cool thing. And like I said, everybody's in a different part of the country and chasing different birds. And it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And they get to put, you know, all the products through the ringer and through their season and beat them up and we get feedback and it's, it's been pretty good. So that's the FA podcast for today. Big shout outs to, uh, all the partners and the folks helping us as always federal ammunition, uh, which I can't wait till my shells get back in stock so I can get more. <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. Also, uh, Weatherby, um, the 18 eyes are ready to rock and roll this year. Uh, I'm, I haven't touched anything. So, uh, just shooting some clays with them. So everything there, I'm like ready to just pick off ex- you know, pick up exactly where I left off last year. And of course, Roger Sporting Goods, uh, all the flyers and sales are coming and just keep an eye out for everything there because if you need something waterfowl related or deer related, fishing related, anything related, man, that's the stop. So uh, they've been great partners and I got, I got gift cards. I got to burn, so I'm ready. And of course, uh, Saskatchewan Goose Company and, and the guys uh, with Tyler all the way up in uh, Saskatchewan where we head up every year. I'm looking forward to that. That's coming soon. So lots going on. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. So just hang in there. Not many days left. All right. That's the FA Podcast. If you want to hit us up, hit us up at fabrand.com. Go up to our YouTube channel and subscribe. There's a ton of stuff on the products on there. Our web series is on there. The Last Pass. We'll be heading to Season 2 this year as well as everything on Instagram and Facebook. You could hit us up, and if you got any questions, comments, or you just want to holler at us, you can do it on social, and we'll get right back to you. All right? That's the FA Podcast for today. I'm Mario. I'm out.